morning to those that are listening online and, of course, those around the world. We have many countries that are listening, many states that are listening. And so what we're going to do today, we're going to continue with the breaking of the seals. We're going to continue with the breaking of the seals. Heavenly Father, take us, use us for your glory. We ask, Father God, that you just denounce of my flesh and allow the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will minister into us. And we just praise you for it now. Have your way. We bind up every hindering spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We invite your attention to the book of Revelations, the book of Revelations. We invite your attention once again to the book of Revelations. And we're going to deal with the part two of the breaking of the seals. Uh, On last week, uh, we dealt with the first two seals, and we discovered that that the first one has a lot to do with the deception. It was a false Christ. And uh, we have to be careful because in the end times that we're living in and things are going to get even worse, that um, we understand that there's going to be many deceptions, and we've got to be careful who, who has our ear. And then we also talked about in the second seal, we talked about the vision. The vision comes in many, many different ways. It comes with, with politics. It comes with racial division. It comes with uh, family division. And God showed us through the scripture about that would be that spirit of division that would be also taking place in the end time. And we can look at our own families and we can look at our friends and relatives and uh, we can see the you know, division. And so we have to not be surprised about the division because all of it has been prophesied in the scripture. So this morning we're going to go to Revelations chapter 6 and we're going to begin a reading at verse number 5. We're going to deal uh, with the uh, third seal because we also know that, you know, um, there's going to be great chaos. Uh, that, that's going to be a lot of things. But this is one of the things that we focus so much on when we deal with Revelations chapter number 6, verse number 5, because we're going to deal with the black horse. In Revelations chapter number 5, beginning with verse number 6, it says, verse number 5, it says, And when he had opened the third seal, this is where we are, we're on the third seal, Christ now is the one has given the right to to be able to open up the third seal, open up the seven seals. And so verse number five says, And when he had opened the third seal, he says, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hands. So what does all of that mean to us? What, what does that mean? What is John the Revelator, what is he trying to, to inform us or what he's trying to reveal to us? Because he's talking about how there's these pair of balances that he has in his hand. Now, in Jesus' days, we have to understand that, uh, and they also in John the Revelator's time, they were not using uh, balances, but because one of the scriptures talk about uh, paying of the wages, a uh, day's wages, and how this, this, this man came and he called for servants. And what they did was he paid each one a day's wage. But here is speaking of uh, scales. Back in the ancient times, uh, the value of, uh, or a quantity of a thing, it was determined by weighing it on a scale. Uh, people brought and they sold items by weight or measure rather than by the currency that we have today, the currency system that we have today. But we want to look at some things about the balance, the weight, the scales, because as I thought about it, I said, now, Lord, during that time of John the Revelator, if they were not using scales or balances, why did God reveal to him what he showed him? And so... We discovered that it has a lot to do with the supply and demand, the, the supply, the food chain. So we have to understand that there is going to be a, a severe food supply shortage. 
Right now, we, we think that things are difficult. We think things are hard. We think that inflation is, is just so horrible. But we have not yet reached uh, the era and the time frame where God is going to take us into when it comes down to the end time. So we have to understand that there are some things that God does not like uh, when it comes down to to uh, weighing on imbalances and the scales. You know how it is when you go into the grocery store and uh, they got the little scales there and you can put your food in there and they, it weighs it. Well, we're going to come to a time, uh, and it's almost like, and I heard the Spirit say, and I wrote it down, I heard the Spirit say, it's almost like we're going to regress dramatically during that end time. Uh, things won't be as they are now. Uh, even though we, we keep saying we want things to get back the way we used to be, it will never, ever get back that way. In fact, it's going to get worse. I understand people say there's going to be a great revival. There's going to be a great revival. But the Bible doesn't speak about a great revival. He talks about a lot of difficult things that we, as believers, that we are going to have to face. Many of us believe that we're going to be gone. Some things the Bible says we are going to have to go through. All right? So we've got to get our mindset that it's not going to be a piece of uh, easy walk for us. Now, let's go to the scriptures. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter number 11 because we want to deal with uh, the scales. Proverbs uh, chapter number 11. And looking at verse number 1, it says, A false balance <clears throat> is an abomination to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. So it lets us know that there is going to be corruption. <laughs> uh, it says a false balance. I mean, we're going to be cheated. Hmm. We're going to see that. We are going to be cheated. Uh, those that's going to be here, uh, even our children, whomever, society, the consumer. The false balance means something is not right about the scale. You know, uh, when it comes down to the consumer, seems like we always get the short end of the stick. Amen. Seems like we're the ones. And I, let, me, let me pin. Let me pin this. Um, I, I was I got tickled because someone said that uh, I might have been Doctor Man. I don't know who told me. They was talking about the the electrical vehicles. And you remember when they first talked about bringing on the electrical vehicles and how they were going to have all these little stations out there where you can just go charge your car. All you got to do is go buy it. Well, then all of a sudden now they're saying they want uh, the people, the households, to have their own charge because it's going to be too expensive for the government to put all those things out there. But so they want to put it on the consumer. So you, 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 have, to, you have to listen and see exactly what the government is doing. And, the, and by the way, government is corrupt. I don't care who's in the office. It doesn't matter. Government is corrupt. Now, they tell you one thing and they do another. All right? But here they're talking about these false balances. It's, it's God detests what, what is going to take place. All right? He detested. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter number 16, verse number 11. This is what pleases God. He says, a just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. So the, a just weight, this is what God want, wants to, have, to happen. That, that the scales, the weight, whatever we are going to purchase or consume, that God want man to have a just weight. In other words, he don't want crookedness. And it's, it's detectable to God. God. God does not like what mankind is doing. Because in other words, man will manipulate hmm, the system. That's going to be a fraudulent system. In other words, they're going to take more from you than you're supposed to pay. And that's how things are going to be set up. But, so when we look at these scales, we're going to be manipulated. We've got to be wise. We have to use wisdom. We have to know what is going to take place and why. That's why it's so important to buy what you need to buy right now. And make sure you, you, you continue to watch it because, you know, if you're not careful, things will, will switch. Let me give you a prime example. Um, we purchased some water a few weeks ago. I did few weeks ago, Niagara, and it ended up 
uh, because they were selling it for $2.97, which normally it runs like $6 a little bit better. Uh, we, I felt it was a great, great deal, a wonderful deal. So I, I, <laughs> I bought about six, seven cases, you know, thinking that everything's wonderful. Well, what happened was is one, one morning Dr. Mandel had drank out of this bottle of water, and he had not completely consumed it. So later that evening, he decides to continue to be drinking out of this bottle of water. So he calls me. And I, when I go there to see what he wants, he said, Brenda, look at what's floating around in the water. I go in and I look at it. And first my thoughts were, maybe it's a paper towel or something, some, some kind of way he accidentally put it in there. But then as I continue to investigate, it looked, it appeared like it might be some type of jail that was in the water. I said, okay, God, what is this? He had already consumed it, so there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> and so I, I, I saw my neighbor. I was on my way back to the store where I purchased it from. And my neighbor, he's 97 years old, and I showed it to him. He said, you know, that looks like jail. And so when I take it to the store, the store says, that looks like part of the, the plastic from the bottle. So, of course, what did I do? I called California. Hey, I'm one that will deal with some stuff. <laughs> I, I will deal with some stuff. So I called California, and I began to tell the people. I left messages at first, and then when they finally called me, um, maybe an hour later, the lady said, well, I want to uh, address this issue that you have. Um, and so I had to send pictures to California. I had to, you know, they wanted to know uh, uh, what skid it was on and all this stuff and what it looked like, and, and they was going to examine it, and they was going to pull uh, uh, pull those bottles of water uh, from that particular skid. And also, uh, I told them I was going get to get it analyzed. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing that it's so difficult to find a lab that can analyze something except residential water or business water. When you're dealing with somebody else's stuff, then they didn't want to do it. However, I'm still on a hunt for it. So we have to be very careful in what we take in and what we, and I see a lot of y'all, I was scared to drink my water after I had bought it. But praise God, I had a different kind, and so I just got it and started drinking a different kind. <laughs> but, however, we have to be careful because we never know what we are t- intaking into our bodies. It, I don't know why I'm going here. I, I really don't. But we get, we're going to get back to the food supply and the scarcity. We're going to get back to that. But let, we got to be careful when it comes down to what we put into our bodies. The reason being, I'm a diabetic, and I have no idea why I'm going here, but the Spirit apparently is leading me here. What has happened, I learned, I learned this, that the food that I take into my body, when I check my, my, my sugar, my glucose, when I check it, you know, it's always at a certain range. But one day, and I didn't eat that much, but I ate more sweets than I did regular food. Well, how about my sugar drop? I said, okay, coincidence, I thought, coincidence. And then, lo and behold, the next day I did the same thing, and I saw that my my sugar level was even lower. So I began to ask the question, what does sugar have to do with my my glucose going up? Because I was consuming more of that than the regular natural food. So that let me know that something about the food that we're intaking within our bodies, something is wrong somewhere. So you have to check it for yourself. Okay, but I, I experimented with that. I experimented with that. Let me let, now. Let me get back to where I'm supposed to be. Let me get back. All right. Now going back to Revelations chapter number six. Going back to Revelations chapter number six. Now we understand that during that time, that what John the Revelator has shown is that they're going back to a different type of system where you weigh your food. All right. It's it's, it's not as as it will be like it is now. But things are uh, going to dramatically change because God says during this time, he's talking about end-time corruption, all right? And he talks about in verse number, uh, uh, also in verse number five, he talks about the balances, 
And he talks about there's going to be a shortage of food. There's going to be a shortage. There is going to be a famine. And so each ounce of a flour or grain is very valuable. That is why they, they was using these scales. In other words, precious cargo. It's like the grain, the flour, all those things that we're going to need is precious cargo. In other words, it's, it, it is for us what is essential for our life every day. The demand will be greater than the supply. Whenever the demand is greater than the supply, that means there's going to be a scarcity. In other words, there's going to be super hyperinflation. If we think now is difficult, if we think now food is, is, is wow, then we need to wait a while because it's going to get worse. Now, Revelations chapter 6, verse number 6 says this. He says, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny and see thou not hurt the oil and the wine. Well, if you would, if you would I was going to tell him to keep, keep that up there. It's going to show us about super hyperinflation. When it begins to talk about wheat, wheat is a, is a precious cargo. It talks about a measure. It, it, it talks about wheat. Uh, it's going to be like for a penny. Now, you've got to understand there the word penny means uh, denarius. And a denarius supposedly is a day's wages. But it's not the same type of currency as we have it today. It goes back to, and we've already forestated, how this man had called these people to come and work. And it gave them all a penny. He paid them all the exact same thing. Back in the Roman times, I think the value of that was about five cents. Or maybe it could have been 20 cents. However, when it comes down to the end time, because of the, uh, the deflation of the dollar, the value of the dollar is going to be so bad, and because of the scarcity of food, the supply, the demand, the demand for it is going to be even that great, that much greater. So therefore, the prices will escalate. That, that is going to happen. This is what God is trying to show us in the scriptures. Now, let me show you something else. Always remember, whenever you read something in the New Testament, somewhere in the Old Testament, it is also is going to refer to it. Now, let's go to a book. That gives us a, a, a warning, a, a, word, a word of prophecy. The book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter number 26. This, this is a book that we don't normally go to because we think it's a little bit too difficult. Leviticus chapter number 26. Leviticus chapter number 26. Because it gives us a warning of how bad things are going to be. It, 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 it reveals it. It reveals how bad things will be. Leviticus chapter number 26, and we're going to look at verse number 26. Now, this is interesting. It says, And when I have broken the staff of your bread, and when I have broken the staff of your bread, that means things that are essential for life, these essential things. It says, Ten women shall bake. Your bread in one oven. In other words, ten women, that's ten families, and they're going to be able to put all of it together in one oven. And then it says, and they shall deliver you your bread again by weight. And ye shall eat and not be satisfied. In, in other words, what it is saying that, once these ten women, they are putting all that they have in one oven. Now, you would think about everybody should have their own oven, right? But now you're talking about ten women that are going to put their bread in one oven. So that which they have will all go into one location, one oven, to bake it. But look at what comes out. It talks about the weight of it. Hmm. 
it speaks of it's going to come out by weight. And when it comes out by weight, that means it's going to be that much less. In other words, what, what you put in will be nothing compared to what you bring back to you. In other words, that's why it's going to be such a, 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 a um, severe famine. Because you won't even have enough for your family. You basically will have just enough for you. That's, to me, that is scary. So, so what you're looking at is that uh, the return after the finished product, after, you, after they bake what they have, the return that they get back, it will be to a point where there will be the rationing of bread and they will not be satisfied. Let me give you a dream that I had. I guess it's been a couple of years, maybe longer. I had this dream that there was a storm and I've shared this before, and people were running everywhere. They were, I mean, they were all over the place. And I remember Dr. Manley and I had gotten separated, so I ended up with my brother and his wife, and we go down and, and, and into this, uh, like, uh, um, a basement, and we go down in there, and, and, and we pull it down. It's almost like something that you see on the westerns. You know how you get you, you hide out? You got this, this hide out, even when it comes down to the storm, where you can go deep down and, and into the basement to protect yourself. And I remember that when it was over, when my brother raised the lid, when he raised up the lid there and forced to come out, I saw all these people lined up. And they were lined up to buy bread. And when I looked at it, and I, somehow or another someone was generous enough to allow me to cut in line because they were trying to buy bread. When I get up to the place, to the store where they were selling the bread, there was only three loaves left. And, and the price of the loaf of bread was $7. So right now we're, 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 we're midway. But see, it's going to be, the cost was going to be even more than that. Because we will understand when it talks about it's going to be a, a, a day's labor. Uh, in other words, think about how much you make right now, what your wages are. And it's going to cost that much just for you to be able to sustain, thank you, Holy Spirit, to sustain your own needs. That is how severe things are going to be. Because there's going to be such a scarcity. And you know what? You won't even be satisfied. You, you will not be satisfied. You won't be satisfied. Okay? You won't be satisfied. You know the devil is a lie, right? <laughs> the devil is a lie. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is. Because he don't want me to preach this thing. That's just a distraction. <laughs> I can take them off. It don't matter. You know, it don't matter. That's, that's just for, you know. You know, but, but, but we have to see what's going on here. You know, he talks about that measure of wheat for a penny, or Daenerys, that, that loaf of bread in that dream costs $7 a loaf. And I, and I wrote this, God says, he says, there is going to be a major setback when it comes down to the food that we have are going to have during that portion of the end time. See, that's why we have to be very, very, very careful in what we say and what we do. Because if we don't, we will give in. That, Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important that we need to find Christ right now. We need to be saved. We need to get ourselves saved. We need, we need to come into a fact to get in a relationship with God. Because when that time comes... And it becomes more and more and more severe. And you can't feed your children. In other words, like the third world countries. Children's stomach swollen. Lack of food. Bad water. What will you do? What will I do? What will we do when that time comes? Are we willing to stand for God? Or are we willing to take the mark of the beast to take care of our families, our children? See, we got to really look at this. This is why it's so important right now that we get a relationship with God. Because you're going to be tested. 
You're really going to be, we are going to be tested during the end time. Because, you know, we, 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 we all love to eat, right? We, we, <laughs> I do. We all love to eat. But it's going to be so severe, really severe. That's why it goes back to the lady that talked about those ten women, how they're going to put all what, that, what they have. That's like ten loaves. And they're going to put, be able to put those ten loaves in one oven. And when it comes out, it's going to be a whole lot less. The return is going to be a whole lot less than what they put in. So we need to learn, thank you, Holy Spirit, we need to learn to start fasting and praying now. Fasting from the table, pushing back, we need to learn. Because we've got to learn to be able to take in less in our bodies. And then we're going to have to learn to, sometimes fasting is more than one day or a few hours. So we're going to have to learn to start doing those things. Amen. Now, let's go now. Let, let's, let's go to uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 14. I believe we're going. Ezekiel, chapter number 14. And we're going to look at verse 21. It says, For thus saith the Lord God, How much more... When I send my four soul judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword, famine, the beast, pestilence, which is diseases, to cut off from it man and beast. See, what we see in here are the judgments of God upon the land. All because we have turned away from God. So God will use famine as a judgment. He will use diseases as a judgment. And even when people are removed from, from their locale, then God will allow the wild beasts as a judgment. So we have to understand that this is God's judgment up on the earth. This is God's judgment. So we have to be careful. This is God's judgment. The famine. We think it's all because things have dried up and, you know, God uses nations and people to bring about his judgment. You, when, you, when you think about uh, Ukraine and Russia, the ones that produces a, a lot of grain, and all of a sudden now they blow up things, and, and so the people are not able to get the things that they need. I mean, just, just things that will just sustain life. We need to begin to, to, to um, bring knowledge and wisdom and understanding to ourselves to see exactly what is made or what comes from a grain. Because a lot of things God says we're going to not see. When you go to the shelves, you, you, you have to be careful because things are going to become even more and more bare. In other words, the things that you thought you could get, you won't be able to get them. And if you are able to get them, then it's going to cost us a whole lot more. We're talking about in the end time. That's, this is why I don't have time to begin to tell folks, get, go get your stuff, go get a car, go get a house, you know, go get your man, go, go, go get your one. Uh-uh. No, we don't have time for that. What we have to do is go get God. That, that is where we need to be. That's why we spend less time in the presence of God, less time communing with God, less time uh, 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 walking daily with God than we do with anything else. We spend more time on our jobs. Let me tell you something. When you think about our jobs, praise God for retirement. Twelve hours. And I, I, I thought about this thing. People are working ten and twelve hours now, right? You making said amount of dollars, right? Right? Well, by the time you get through adding up how much it's going to cost you for gas to get back and forth to work, how much it's going to cost you to feed yourself, and how also to feed you uh, on your job. Because a lot of people don't like to care the little sandwiches with them anymore. They like to go out and run to McDonald's or whatever, you know, whatever nearby. 
by the time you get through spending out and all your household uh, 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 bills, by the time you finish all that, you want, you're in the negative whether you realize it or not. And you wonder why people sit at home. I used to say, boy, they need to get up and they need to go to work. Well, let me tell you something. When you begin to add up everything, you are there basically working for nothing. And, and think about the breakdown of your health. Because all the time you're spending on the job. <laughs> think about the breakdown of Holy Spirit. Think about the breakdown of the family. Because we are not spending the quality time. We're so quick to to want man, want the things of the world that we forget that they are temporal. Have you ever seen a hearse following the, the casket? I mean, have you ever seen uh, uh, when it comes down to, to all your goods and all your money that you have, have you seen it following behind the, the hearse? Because, see, what you've got is you've got family members, you know, back there fussing and fighting and claiming, you know, who going to get what? And you done worked all, oh, Holy Spirit, and you done worked all your life, and you're going to save, and you're going to leave it for them, and what they going to do? They're going to fight over it. And you ain't got nothing except a broke-down body. See, we, we got to look at all the stuff we got we don't need. Some people say, well, I, need, I like comfort. Okay, that's com- there ain't going to be no comfort in hell either. We got, look, we got we 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 have to look at that. All right, let me let me move on. Let me move on. All right, because we're dealing with these seven seals. We're dealing with these seven seals. We're dealing with these seven seals. All right, now let's go to the book of Revelation. We're going back to Revelation chapter number six. Going back to Revelation chapter number six. Revelation chapter number six. We understand now that there's going to be a major. Major, major, severe supply and demand issue. A severe famine where we won't be able to get. But now, as we look at verse number 7 in Revelation chapter number 6, let's look at verse verse number 7. Verse number 7. It says, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. He's revealing. Let's go to the next verse. What is it he's saying? He says, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its name that sat on him was death. And hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword, with hunger, when with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Leave that verse up there. All right. The next thing he reveals. Now, he already talked about how high things was going to be. All right. We talked about the, the judgments that God is going to use to 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 take place upon the earth. And he says now what he sees is death and hell. All right? And it talks about it was given to them over the fourth part of the earth. They are to kill the fourth part of the earth. That's going to be war, slaughter, murder, however it's going to be that will bring about from the sword. Then it talks about hunger, which is the famine. Hunger comes from famine. All right? And then it says, and with death. And then it talks about the beasts of the earth, these wild beasts. But the key thing is, it says, a fourth part of the earth. We're going to see this. And I'm like, well, how much is the fourth, a fourth part of the entire earth, the universe? How much globally, how many people is that? Right now, supposedly, there's over 8.1 billion people upon the earth. If it takes out a fourth part, that means, uh, I think it's two, two, 200 million uh, and five, no, uh, um, 200 billion and 500 million people to die. We have not gone anywhere near that. 
We think COVID took out a lot. And by the way, COVID is back on the rise. It's back on the rise. When you when you finding cities now and, and the schools where they're mandating, you know, um, the mask thing again, COVID is back on the rise. But see, we haven't seen these numbers yet. There is going to be a whole lot more, but there's a way. See, can you imagine a, a, a fourth of 8.1 billion dollar billion people dying all at one time? You know, I, when when they had the earthquake just just what yesterday in in Morocco, it talks about over 2,000 people plus died in the earthquake. Think about how much more has to take place. How many more people are going to be dying at that time? I definitely do not want to be here. I, I, I just want God to go ahead and take me on. So I, I'm like, God, I'm, I want extend, extended life, and I've asked God for 120 years. I lie not. I've asked, but I'm not crazy either. I asked God, not only do I want 120 years, but I want to be in good health. See, sometimes we, we don't know how to pray. I like to be pacific. I want to be beyond that. But I don't want to be here when all this takes place. I I can't imagine just going hungry. I mean, if we think killing and murdering is bad now, and they're finding uh, uh, remains everywhere, oh, we're seeing earthquakes, I mean, beyond measure, and hurricanes killing. And, you know, I said to somebody yesterday, I said, it's just like God is teasing. You know, he, he sends out Hurricane Lee, and everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be a five. It's going to be a five, and how bad it's going to be. And all of a sudden, he started retracting. He began to retract. And then now it's going, it's it just turning in a different direction. It's, it's just like God said, listen, I can get you anytime I want to. God is warning his people. God is warning us. Before all of these things have to take place. It is not in God's will that anybody should perish. He wants us all to be saved. But man is notorious for being hard-headed. Amen. Because we all been there. <laughs> I have. But, but the thing is, God is saying all of these things are going to take place. I mean, floods, war, guns. You know, I, you know, now, you know, they're saying, well, you know, a lot of states open carry. I call it the wild, wild west. How foolish can you be? Everybody can walk around with a gun on the hip. And our minds are short anyway. The fuse is short. When you think about mankind, they will go off on you in a minute. So that means they'll quickly pull what they got to pull, and next thing you know, you're dead. But it's all over. But, but, but all of these things are going to take place. Extreme heat, death, I mean, wild, everything is going to be happening. It's got to take away a fourth part of the people upon the earth. Now, verse, verse number 8 says this. Verse number 8. All right, it says, and I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on it, it says, was death and hell followed him. We've, we've done that. And power was given unto him to take over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. Remember that. To kill with hunger, which comes from the famine. To kill with death, murder, however death takes place, war, and with the wild beast. Now, let's go to verse number nine. Revelation chapter six, verse number nine. It says, and when he had opened, now we're looking at the fifth seal. He says, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. The next verse, the next verse, it says, and they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, Holy and true, doest thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? Now, these are the people that's under the altar. These are the saints that has been killed for that testimony that was not willing to take the mark of the beast. And then they want to know, how long? How long, God? 
How long do we have to remain here? How long? When will it be before you avenge what happened to us? God changed the scenery. He changed it from the destruction of everything going on, and then he shows the saints. That means that if we're here during that time, that means we're going to we're going to have to die for our testimony and for standing up for the word of God. Do you not know right now there are certain things that, that, that in, when it comes down to the house of God, there's supposed to be a certain thing that you can't preach about, certain issues you can't preach about, or else they will take uh, uh, your 501c3 or they will t- re- retract uh, giving you that license to be able to preach. That devil is alive. Sin is sin. But, but right now... It, it, it's just like those when during the time of COVID, they they said to people, "You got to shut down your church, or else you're gonna be fined and you're gonna have to go to jail." Some of them went to jail. Well, we have gone to jail. We didn't shut down. We stood on the word of God. We stood on Psalms 91. We we did that. But a lot of churches, especially in California. They had to go to court. They had to battle. Let me tell you something interesting. This this is what I don't get. All of a sudden, you got to take this vaccine. If you don't, you lose your job, right? Many people lost their jobs because they refused to take the vaccine. How Military, same way. But how about a couple of years later, it's okay. You don't have to take it. Well, you already lost your job. Are they reinstating those people that they put out? No. They're not reinstating. So if it was wrong then, why isn't it wrong now? We got to think. What's really trying to kill us off? Trying to kill us off. But the fact remains, God is saying here, are we going to stand during that time? Because we're going to be tested. Are we willing to die for the namesake of Christ? Are we willing to to take a stand? Are we, are we willing to take a stand? What if they take your whole family and put them out there and say, if 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 you don't denounce God, then what we're going to do is we're going to destroy your entire family. You see, at that time, we have no idea. So we never know what we will do until we are tested. But these difficult times are going to come. Are we, are, we, are we sold out for God? Or do we allow any little thing to distract us from the master for doing the will of God? We need to begin to even think now what we will do. Are we going to stand for Christ? A lot of times in our jobs, the world, come Monday morning, they'll tell you everything they did. What happened to the saints? Close mouth. We don't say anything about what we did of what we saw the Lord do on, the t- on our watch. Let me put it that way, on our watch. But the world can tell you all about where they went and what they did and parted and, and whatever else they did with all of that and uh, how many men and women they had, all of that. And we sit there. We don't, we don't talk about Christ. We don't talk about we need to be saved. We, we don't talk about the end results if we do not come into the knowledge and the wisdom of God. So we've got to learn to be able to stand because we're going to be tested on our faith. We're going to be tested. Just like those up under the altar, they wanted to know how long. And the Bible says in that verse 9 that they were, he said, and when he had opened the fifth seal, he says, I saw under the altar the souls, souls of them that were slain for the word of God. In other words, they were killed. For naming the name of Jesus Christ. Hmm. 
And then verse, verse number 10 talks about them being avenged. They want to know how long they will be avenged. But look at verse number 11, and it talks about the comfort. Verse 11 says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season. Hmm. Until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. In other words, there are going to be some that's already gone because they've stood uh, for the word of God. But then there are going to be others that's still here that's going to have to go through. They're going to have to be killed for the namesake of Christ. Are we there yet? So that's something that, I mean, this is some deep, deep, deep stuff. Well, we said, we, we, we read that. No, even though you may read it, the fact remains, do you believe it? Because if that was belief, that means a lot of things that we say and do, we would not do. We, wanna, we would want to be stronger in God. Well, we have to build our faith to that degree. Now, look at verse, verse 11. He said he gave them the robes, and they told him, you know, go ahead and rest for a little season. Thank you, Lord. And he lets them know what's going to happen to the others that are still up on the earth. But then, verse when it comes down to verse number 12, it says, And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. Then he says, Lo, there was not a, just a regular earthquake, but he says a great earthquake. In other words, there's going to be a shaking. And then it talks about, and the sun became black as sackcloth of, higher, of hair, and the moon became as blood. Now, all through the scriptures in the Old Testament, it talks about that. All right? It talks about that. There's going to be a shaking. Hmm. There is going to be a shaking. When it talks about that earthquake, there's going to be an overturning. In that time, there's going to be dog days and dark times. We're going to see wonders in the heavens and wonders on the earth. That's what we're going to see, wonders. And when you get talking about the sun and the moon, I, I, I don't have the time to go there because it would take too much, but... And it talks about the stars falling and all this. You also, when that's shaking, you're talking about leaders. You're talking about those that's been put in a high position, those fallen stars. Because, see, when you look at it, when you go through the scriptures, you'll see what Satan was called a star. Talk about the star fell from heaven. When you, when you go to the book uh, 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 dealing with, with, with Joseph and he has his dream, he, say, he talks about the sun and the moon. And then he talks about the stars. And what happened is his father says to him, are you trying to say that uh, me and your, 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 me and, and your mom, we're going to bow down to you, representing the sun and the moon? And the, and the 11 stars was representing his brother? So there's a lot that God is revealing here and has revealed to John the Revelator that we may not understand until that time. But there will be a great Besides the great fallaway, there will be great leaders, political leaders and nations. All these things is going to happen. All these things are going to the, take place. Now, verse number uh, 13 says, And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casts her ultimate figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. There is going to be a shaking going on. And if we are not connected to God, we're going to fall. Leaders, people, if we're not connected to the master, that's going to be a great fall. We're going to see that in this, end, in this part of the end time. We think the end is right now. We are just at the beginning, a fraction of it. What is yet to come it will be something so mind-boggling, we wouldn't be able to comprehend it. I'm going to show you. I'll show you in the scripture right here. All right. Now, 14 says, And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and 
Balaam was moved out of their places. Think about that latest earthquake. They said 6.8, but in the area where it took place, it was a 7.2. And when you look at the devastation, it will blow your mind. Because it looked nothing like it was in the beginning before it took place. All these things, the things that will be taking place, we won't be able to comprehend because of the fact that things will not look as they would normally have looked. But look, in that verse number 14, it talks about how the heaven departed as a scroll when it rolled together. When you read the next two verses, three verses, 15, 16, and 17, you'll discover that there is no seventh seal. The farthest you're going to get, it talks about the sixth seal. And before we even, even mention about a seventh seal, because it doesn't mention a seventh seal, it talks about the heaven being back together, rolled together like a scroll. In other words, he's closing, God is closing up the book because whatever's in that seventh seal that's supposed to take place, we won't be able to handle it. Let me read these next few verses so you can see there's no seventh seal because I don't want y'all to think I'm up in line, okay? All right. Now, verse 15. Now, remember 14 talks about the, the scroll that's going to be rolled together, closed up. 15 says, And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captain and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountain. 16 says, and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. This is the wrath of God taking place in the end time. And then verse 17 says, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? It doesn't even talk about the seventh seal. He closes, his, he closes the scroll. He, heaven ro- it says it's like heaven rolled up like a scroll. In other words, he, kind of, he closed the book because he knew we couldn't handle what was going to take place next. That's scary to me. That would make me want to have a relationship with God. He wouldn't even show it. He wouldn't even reveal it. He closed it up. As John began to share and reveal what God had showed him, when he got to the very last thing, God said, nope, i got to close it up. They won't be able to handle it. So you think about that. Think, think about that. I don't want to be here. Because this asks the question. Who shall be able to stand? 